club foot and pisses all over him. So yeah. it's just messy. We all know what Messi can do. A lot of flair, a lot of skill. People might forget the names, but the street certainly won't. The Premier League season is back, and that means the FPL season is back. I'm going to start off with some weekly podcasts, uh, bringing back our FPL talk. I'm going to do it a bit different this season, so in true FT Lowell fashion... We're going to have some lists. We're going to have some top fives. So I'm going to talk you through my top five captaincy picks every week. I'm going to talk you through the teams to target over the next three. So the top five there. And also who is on my watch list. So for my personal team, the five players that I'm most looking at to transfer in or with some interest. So it's been a massive week, this game week. Very, very high average score. I got 92 points myself, which would have snapped your hand off at the start of the season. But I don't know, it it feels a bit empty seeing so many teams with 100 plus points to start it off. But yeah, I can't be too upset. I mean, I had Salah captain, had Bruno in there as well. And then I had Danny Ings, Antonio doing well for me too. But yeah, I think my defence let me down a little bit. Only Trent returned. And I had five at the back, so uh, that was that was probably where I went wrong there. But I can't complain too much. I think I'm I'm in a strong position, and I'm probably going to roll a transfer this week to get the two for game week three, unless something major happens and we get injuries last minute. But so moving on to the first top five, the captaincy options. So at number five is Harry Kane. There's a big risk with this one but the rewards could be very high as well. So Kane could be a City player by the weekend, and if that happens, he'd be playing Norwich. He could be a Tottenham player still, and that would mean he'd be playing Wolves. Both are good fixtures. could do very well uh, against both of those, but of course, he could remain out of either squad as well. So, as I say, it's a bit of a risk, but if he does get on the pitch, I think he's going to deliver some big points. Number four, Riyad Mahrez. Very popular pick, certainly, in the FPL Twitter community, seeing him in a lot of teams. Again, any City player could be subject to pet roulette, but if he does look nailed, and he does look more nailed than some of the other City players, then this is a good fixture to target him for the captaincy. Norwich, who they're playing, look very poor. They could have shipped five or six against Liverpool, and I think they will ship five or six here, actually. So, Mares. Is a good choice. Number three, captaincy pick, is Mason Greenwood. Looks like he'll be playing up top for at least a couple more games uh, until Cavani comes back after the international break. And yeah, I can't see any reason why he wouldn't find the net again this weekend. He's got Southampton away. They're going to leave a lot of space in behind. They're just very, very leaky side. And I, I can see Greenwood getting on the score sheet again. You've got the added bonus of that additional point for him scoring as as a midfielder as he's out of position and also that clean sheet potential too. My number two pick for captaincy, but similar to Greenwood, is Bruno. So luckily I had Bruno, didn't captain him, but I got his mega haul against Leeds with the hat trick. Southampton very similar to Leeds in a way how they play, um, how they can be opened up defensively. Bruno's got a great away record as well. And he's banging form. 
and he hasn't even had a penalty or a free kick yet as well. So when the inevitable penalty comes along, you'll be in the points if you captain Bruno. But my number one captaincy pick this week, and it is the same as the one I went for uh, in game week one, is Mohamed Salah. I think Liverpool have got arguably the best fixture, probably second best fixture really behind Man City, but a very good one nonetheless. Salah's banging form. He's got a very, very good record at home against these sort of bottom six, lower mid-table sides. Um, And Burnley have got an awful record as well, away to the big six. They shipped tons of goals. I think they got battered by Tottenham and City last season uh, away from home. And although they did actually win at Anfield last year, that was without a crowd and that was in Liverpool's worst form in years. I think it's going to be different this year. I can see that ending 3 or 4 nil. And when Liverpool score three or four goals, Salah normally gets on the score sheet. So now we move on to the top five teams to target. So I'm just going to be looking at the next three games, really. So in my opinion, teams who have got the best three fixtures coming up and who you might want to consider transferring a player for. So at number five, it's Aston Villa. It's been well reported that Villa had the best opening three fixtures. They have had one of those already. They had Watford away, which they did lose, actually. But I'm not complaining. I got Danny Ings in for that, and he got me a goal, luckily. It was like the longest kick of the game, pretty much, from the penalty spot. But I'm on Danny Ings, and I won't be moving off him because he's got Newcastle and Brentford at home as his next two. Then he's got Chelsea uh, in game week four. That's not so good. But because of how good the next two are, uh, they they make the top five. At number four is Brighton. So their next three is Watford and Everton at home and Brentford away. Um, I think attacking-wise, you don't really want to be going near Brighton. But they've got a lot of good defensive options. Many people are going to be on Sanchez already. I am as well. Lewis Dunk is another popular option. He's always a potential goal threat as well. And there's a few other interesting cheek options. Uh, you've got the likes of Lamptey, if he gets back fit, Feltman potentially, and Shane Duffy, 4 million defender. He's, he's worth a look. He might not stay in the team for, for the whole time, but I think the way he played in the first week, he, he deserves to keep his place in the team, for at least this next one anyway. So, yeah, that represents some good value there. Number three on the teams to target is Tottenham. Now, they've, they've had a uh, tough start, but they managed to win that game against City. And now their next three is Wolves away, Watford at home and Palace away. All of those games are winnable. Son is a player which I kind of wish I did have now. Um, I think he's going to do damage in those games. Kane, if Kane does stay at Tottenham, he's captaincy option in all three of those, really. And, yeah, especially especially that Watford at home and Palace away fixture. So, yeah, they're, they're always good options, Kane and Son. But it's also worth a look at some of the cheaper Tottenham defenders. They've got a few four and a half million defenders that played at the weekend. And if they continue to pay five at the back, I think you're looking at at least one of Tanganga or Sanchez probably going to start. So Tottenham, number three. Number two on the team's the target is West Ham. So they don't look... Great defensively. I've got Kufal. I'm not going to be moving off, but I'm not going to be adding to it. So I would sort of steer clear of, of adding more West Ham defenders. But Leicester at home, Palace at home, Southampton away is their next three. That's a fantastic run. 
um, especially from an attacking point of view. I'm on Antonio already. Ben Rama's definitely one that's been tipped to do big things this season. He started off very well against Newcastle and, yeah, can, can see him continuing that form into these next three. I suppose you've got people as well to consider, like Bowen, um, and if, if West Ham do add to their attack, if they get Lingard back, potentially, he, he might be worth a look in again as well. So, yeah, West Ham, they've got a good good three-game run, and they've actually got a few of these throughout the season where they've sort of got a tough couple in a row and then they've got a good three or four games to sort of target. So, yeah, be on the lookout for some West Ham assets. And the number one team to target for the next three games is Manchester United. They've got some fantastic fixtures from an attacking point of view. They've got Southampton, they've got Wolves, and they've got Newcastle. I think all three of those are capable of leaking goals. And I think they could get a couple of clean sheets in there as well, actually. So I'm on Bruno at the moment. I'm on Luke Shaw as well. And they'll definitely be staying in my team. You've also got the likes of maybe Maguire, Greenwood to target. And the other interesting one is the goalkeeper situation. So five million for a Man United goalkeeper is very good value. The problem is who's going to start out of De Gea and Henderson. But hopefully we do find that out in the next couple of weeks. And yeah, that that might be a move I make in the future. So I'll move on to my watch list now. So this is my personal watch list of players that I'm looking at potentially bringing in that hit my sort of price points in my team and, and who might be worth considering. So for number five, I've gone with Son. If he plays up top in this Tottenham team, yeah, he's going to score a lot of goals. He's going to be a midfielder that's out of position, that's playing up front. He's a couple of million less than the likes of Salah and Bruno. So, yeah, just like last year, really, he's getting off of that good value at 10 million as premium option, but not the top, top price range. So you might actually be able to get him, Bruno and Salah in the same team, which which is something I'm be considering. At number four, and this guy is most definitely going to be in my team from game week seven onwards, but I'm going to have to potentially have a look at him before, and that is Romelu Lukaku. So Chelsea have got quite a tough run coming up, but you know if he hits the ground running against Arsenal this weekend, yeah, it's, it's going to be hard to ignore him for much longer. He's a decent price, um, and yeah, so from game week seven onwards, Chelsea have got some fantastic fixtures but actually you know if if they get on form they can do it in any game really so yeah he's one that's right on my radar number three on my watch list and this is a guy I did think I'd probably bring in actually in a couple of weeks this is kind of the guy I was thinking to be my first transfer of the season and that is Luke Aylin I kind of wish I started with him now because although they got absolutely battered against Man United he scored and he didn't score at all last season, but he was full of attacking potential and, yeah, he's shown it game week one. I think he'll get a lot of assists this season. Leeds have got some good fixtures coming up, not not the next couple, but, yeah, after that, it sort of turns after that international break. So that would be the time to be getting Luke Allen in for me. And, and for my team, I've got a few four and a half mil defenders. I've got the likes of Ben White in there. I've got Soufal. I've got I've actually got Tyron Mings as well. So, Definitely one of them will, will be coming out for Luke Halen at some point. At number two, now this is a rotation risk in the future potentially, but 
I think the, the attacking return potential is so strong here and it, it's Mason Greenwood. I've got Rafinha in at the moment and I thought he was the best value player in the game. But if Greenwood continues playing up front for this Man United team, he'll become very hard to ignore very quickly. Seven and a half million and yeah, if he's playing up front, he's he's on for 15, 20 goals in the league this season. So with Man United's fixtures, how they are as well now, he's got to be under serious consideration for me. And number one on my watch list is Raul Jimenez. So this guy has not really been talked about much. You know, he's, he's just come back from a long injury. Wolves... We don't really know what they're going to be like yet, but that's that's why he's on my watch list. I've, I've got to see what Wolves are like. I've got to see what he's like. But I've got two injury-prone forwards in my team at Danny Ings and Mikel Antonio. And yeah, at any point, one of them could be on the treatment table. And at that point, I've got to get in a forward at about seven and a half million. So he fits the bill for that. Wolves have got a good fixture swing coming up, a bit like a few other teams after that international break. So... If Jimenez gets anywhere near his old form back he had last season and, and the season before, then, yeah, he's under serious consideration for my team. So that wraps it up. That is the Game Week 2 preview. I'll be doing these every week. And, yeah, I'll probably be taking questions on Twitter for the next one. So like, comment, subscribe, and, of course, keep it F. T low. F F F F T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T